Blog Talk Radio.
this important part of the ministry of tonight, I want you to get your Bible so that you can follow along with me. I'm excited about what I'm going to speak on tonight because I said a little earlier, I'll say it again. It's something I spoke on several times last year and um, the beginning of this year. I, I spoke on this three or four times, so I'm just trying to make sure I get this out. As we know, the seasons are changing and families are start, starting to get together for hopefully happy occasions. But unfortunately, we still have families getting together for funerals and things like that. So what I'm going to talk about tonight is for us to remember what it means to be in a family and about a family. You know, if it's not your born-in family, maybe it's your adopted family or your extended family, uh, your foster family, or your neighborhood family, whatever kind of family it is you have. So we're going to pray that God open our ears. God, open everyone's ears to hear what you have put in my heart to share. Open their hearts to receive it. God, please let them share and give back feedback on what is being said on tonight. Because, God, I want you to get the glory, the honor, and the praise of everything that's said on tonight and brought back to our remembrance in a time of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I'm, I'm going to, the scripture I'm going to refer to, it's, it's in uh, the book of Numbers, the 27th chapter, verses 1 through 11. Um, on this weekend, well, the last week, put it like that, I had to go to a family member's service. Uh, yes, we've been talking about it for several months now, how we've lost several family members. And I know it's not an easy subject or a polite subject. It's maybe someone don't want to hear, but I tell you, to just listen for a minute. I believe you're going to get blessed. If you just listen for a minute. Nowadays, I've heard it said, and I'm hearing it being said, and I've read it where somebody else has said it, that family reunions are now uh, when family get together for funerals. Now, we know it hasn't always been like that. We know that it hasn't always been reason for us to get together, but yes. It seems like it is, and some families are seeming to have to get together a little more often than others. In this day and time, if we can't make it, we can Facebook it, FaceTime it. We can do a Zoom. We can do a live. We, we can do all kind of things to uh, share the celebration of life. But let's talk about sharing the celebration of life while we're still alive, Okay. I have a a great I have some great nieces, nephews, some nieces and nephews also that have been saying something to me for quite a while. And they they've been saying it, I've been saying, Okay, okay. All right, all right, I hear you, I hear you. But I realized something last week. They've been telling me but I really haven't been listening. Hmm. They've been telling me, but I had really heard them until this time when the, my my niece Gigi said to me, she said, "Auntie, I really don't know my family, and I would love to get to know my family without coming to a funeral." And when I looked at her face, and I saw the loving warmth and the desire to know her family, because when you look at it. She's in the category of great niece, great nephew, great cousin, great nephew, I mean great friend, you know, the, the next generation under the generation under, under me. So when I saw the look in her face that I said to her, you know what, I'm going to try 
to get if I, the family together, if I could just get the ones here in the Chicagoland area, rather Illinois together, that would be a feast because, you know, we have family all over uh, the world, I would just say, not just in California to New York from just, say, up by Canada down to the tips of Florida. We got a family overseas. If they can't come because we're, we're trying to do something, you can basically say at the last minute for the last weekend of July, I want to be able to say, um, how about I try? How about if only a couple of them come, but we're going to try? Because what I had to realize is I'm the part of the elders now. Mm. Yeah. I'm the part of the ones that are, how they say, next generation under me and so on, are looking for the leadership, the guidance, the history of our family. Now, this niece that said that to me, she began uh, to, we, we began to talk. And I have another great niece that said to me, I don't know none of my family. You know, she said it with such an attitude. And at first I, was, I started to say, Something like, why, hold up, but then I had to stop and tell myself, you hold up. What have you done to help her know her bloodline? What have you done or said to help her know where she comes from? A lot of times what we do as elders or seniors or the older ones, we don't listen to the young. And, and the Word of God tells us, what's going to happen to young people, how they're going to, you know, prophesy, how they're going to tell us. They're going to help us. They're the next generation. They're our future. We know all that. But do we really understand that? Do we really know that at some point we're going to have to receive that? Because, see, in a couple of more years, <clears throat> excuse me, I said more years down the road, I'm going to need, someone to help me get around. You know, how they say twice a baby, once an adult, twice a child. Uh-huh. You're the young baby, then you get to be the older baby when you can't do for yourself. Uh, Y'all better think about it. Who's going to be there to help you? Hmm. Who's going to be there willingly? Even if you have children, who's to say they're going to have time out or take time, make time, plan time, a fine time to help you out because in their time of need, you didn't help them out. Now, as I was talking to these individuals and I talked to a, a couple of my nephews, they said, yeah, T.T., we don't know nobody. Now, they were talking about on my mom's side, they know a couple of people, but on my dad's side of the family, they really don't know nobody. Now, the uh, one niece, the one great niece, was she knows people on my dad's side, and the other one knows people on my mom's side. So you see there's a split right there. And when you sit down and you think about it, you look at young people asking you to help them meet the seniors, to meet their family, to understand uh, their lineage, you have to get to a point, you have to say, you know what, let me set all this stuff aside and help them out. Because, see, when we're passed on, or I'm going to say it the right way, when we're dead and gone, who's going to teach them? Mm -hmm. See, if we can't hold it together, if we can't put it together, if we can't draw the attention in to make them want to keep it going, you know what they say, when the, uh, the water runs run dry, it's dry. When the river is dry, it's dry. When it's, uh, who are we going to blame? See, one thing I do know is I had talked to a older cousin, and I ain't going to say no names because I don't want nobody to say I put them on front street, but if they know who they are, receive it in love, 
and that's it. Don't. Any other way you take it, that I pray to God you receive it the way I meant it. Don't take it any other way. They begin to tell me about things that happened in 1990s and 1980s and 1970s, and I said, stop. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about right now. I don't want you to have to come and be tired because you was cooking or you were trying to get this there, that there. I said, I just want everybody to just come and we just have a, a catering. I'm not trying to book no rooms or make reservations for all of that. That ain't what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is just get the family together to understand that if we don't do it now, it's not going to be too much longer. We can. See, I have family members over me that has lineage, uh, have memories, have knowledge, have history that I don't. And I want them to know that what they know needs to be put out. I'm not talking about mess. That ain't what I'm talking about. Because we all got messy, mess, mess, messy, mess, messy in our family, you know. And we're, we're trying to get past that because, see, as we uh, give an inheritance to our next generation, we don't want to give them a messy inheritance. <clears throat> so as I was telling this cousin, stop. We all have luggage. We all have baggage. What you may not feel is luggage from your part, somebody else do. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't have luggage or baggage or people don't like something I said or did because it's not true. I know they don't. Some have said it. Some haven't said it, but they actually show it. So all I can do is say, forgive me, let's move on, let's forget about it, let's go from here. Because we're trying to keep the family going. You don't want your kids, hopefully one day they'll find out before it's too late, to know that, You've married within. Ah, wondering why the bloodline or something's going wrong with your children, children, children. Okay, well, that's another story, but we're going to stick there. And, and, and what I was saying, I'm saying that because I'm going to show you how important it is for us to hand down an inheritance to our families not just your children, but to your nieces, your nephews, your grandchildren, your, 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 your cousins. Everybody needs to have an inheritance from the family. In the book of Numbers, it talks about this guy. I always say his name wrong, but I'm hoping I'm going to say it right tonight. The um, Lafaha. I think that's how he he says his name. He was in the wilderness when Moses was bringing the children of Israel over. And he died in the wilderness, as his daughter said. The word said he died in the wilderness in his sin. But they went to Moses before the priest and before the congregation, and they said to him, we want our fathers, we want an inheritance of our fathers. Why should our father die off and we don't get an inheritance because he's, he's dead? Should we lose our, you know, our family name? Should we lose our inheritance? Should we lose what would have been due to him if he had sons? But he had no sons. He had five daughters. So what I love about it is we could take a note from Moses again. Moses said, let me go see God. <laughs> Moses went to see God about the situation. And when Moses brought that cause up before the Lord, God told Moses, the daughters of Zahahad, however he says, I can't, I'm sorry for mispronouncing their names, so all you religious people on here and ones that want to point it out, I'm sorry, I, I just can't say that name right. I tried. The <laughs> him. He said they spoke right to you. 
that thou shalt surely give them their position, possessions of an inheritance among their father's brethren, and thou shalt not cause the inheritance of their fathers to be passed unto them. He should, he should he give it to them. And he went on, God went on to tell him that if, you know, a man dieth and he has no sons to give it to his daughters, if a man dies and he has no children to give it to his brothers and so on, if they don't have it, God told them, give it to the kin. So what I'm using that to say when I, I have aunties on, on my mom's side, all of her siblings was in her Hagan. My mom has no other siblings left. I have one auntie <clears throat> on my mom's side that was married to her brother, Isaac Seabury, Isaiah Seabury's brother, my Aunt Catherine. She's still around. On my dad's side, um, all of his sisters, well, all of his brothers are gone. He has two sisters left, and they both live in California. One is called, we call her Aunt Wardine, and the other one we call her Aunt Bay. So when I look at where my mom comes from, a family of 13 or more, something like that, my dad comes from a family of 15 or more, only none is left on my mom's side except an uh, auntie that was married to my uncle, and on my uh, dad's side, two of his sisters. So now... Their children, we'll see. As y'all see this color in my hair, and there ain't no doubt. That's what I've earned. I've earned that. So it, it, it's a time that we need to stop, take a deep breath, get over ourselves, get past who hurt your feelings, who said this, who said that. Everybody has to, if you can't say, I'm sorry, say, ouch. Everybody has to get to a point and say, it's not even about me. On my mother's side of my family, this would be, um, we've had the family union for 60-some years. I keep up with the family by my age. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, this should be our 62nd family union for the Seabury's. And we call it that side of the family, Seabury Sinclair Brown. Mm. That's my mother's side. That's the bloodline I identify with for my mother's side. For my father's side, we have Sanders, Quarter, not Carter, Quarter. Kaiser. That's from my dad's side. That's how I identify. And when I look at what's going on, because of the children of our parents, we unfortunately inherit a lot of their blowback. Can I say that? where me and my sister Cecilia is always trying to explain to people that we're not going to live or, or be accused or be attacked because of the sins of our fathers. Huh. I said something right there. Hmm. And because of the sins of our mothers and fathers on our parents, from our parents, the children should not have to live that down because of what happened. We should not have to be involved of some things that happened. Now, even for my nieces and uh, nephews and great nieces and nephews, they should not have to live down the situations that their mothers or fathers or both have caused because it causes a family as my sister Apostle Elect said today, family members to shine away from you, mm -hmm. pull away from you, don't want to get to know you because, see, people still walk around with that birds of a feather flock together, but a lot of times children are not like their parents. 
and we should give them an opportunity to let them know how we feel or what we think and give them an opportunity to prove to us, yeah, I would say that, to prove to us that they are not, I'm trying to put this in a a way, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but sometimes we have to get beyond ourselves and be like, okay, how is it that we repent and ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins? Ask the Lord to forgive us of our shortcomings. Ask the Lord to forgive us of everything that we have done, we just done, about to do. But we don't want to forgive others. I love it when I hear people say, I've said it, I've heard my sister say it, I heard my parents say it, I thank God that he didn't allow me to be God because you all know you would have to be on my A list. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it up here so I can let you see. Let me write it down. My pen don't want to write, so maybe I don't need to tell you that. Write it down and show you. But you need, don't have to be on my A list to get through. Mm-hmm. But I thank God he's God and not me. Because, see, God will touch our heart. There you go right there. You have to be on my A list to be approved. You know, we we don't want to let people get on our A list because, see, a lot of times we feel like we have power because you didn't make our A list. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we feel that we are in a place of holding something over your head because we know something about you. But think about when you know somebody knows something about you, how you feel about that. All I'm saying is it's, this is the year 2023. This year, this summer, you're going to have a lot of families getting together for celebration, whether it's celebration of life or celebration of the family, bloodline history, the lineage of the family, whatever you do. Don't forget there's a generation or two or three or four under you watching you. So if you're messy and you're gossiping and you're spreading a lot of used to, <laughs> yeah, they used to, they used to. Or I remember back then, I remember back when. Don't forget every time you remember something about somebody, somebody remember two things about you. It, you know, if you read the Word of God, you will read it and you will find out. You, when you dig a hole for one, might as well dig a hole for two. The Word says, how are you going to try to get the being out of my eye and is molding your eye? How are you going to try to correct me and you still need to be on the altar for yourself? Because just like we know God's mercies is new every morning, God's forgiveness is new every morning. Every day we have to ask God to forgive us. Every day we have to ask God for uh, direction, leaders, leadership, guidance. We have to ask God for his love, his mercy, his grace. We say, God, whatever you're doing, don't forget about me. God, whatever you're doing in this season, don't leave me out. God, whatever you're doing in this season, include me in. God, it's me again. God didn't say we only get one time to repent. He said repent. Repent. If you got breath in your body every day, repent. If you got breath in your body every day, pick up the phone, call, text, Email, we we got so much stuff now we can use. Tell somebody, you know, how you feel. Because you have an inheritance that you're asking for. You have an inheritance that you want to pass down. I remember one time I said, I've testified about this before, 
I remember one time I said to my son, forgive me. He said, for what, Mom? What did you do? I said, forgive me for some choices I made in the past. You wouldn't even thought of. You wasn't even born. But forgive me for some things I'd done back then because, see, my mind wasn't, and uh, how could I say, my mind was a set where I was thinking about the future. I was thinking about right there, right now. Forgive me for some choices I've made that have, uh, how can I say it, uh, compromised our future because of some things I've done. Mm. See, when I said that to him, he said, okay, Ma, I forgive you. I remember a time when I was a teenager, a young adult, I said to my mom, Ma, forgive me because I did. Before I could finish telling her what I did, she told me. She said, I, I know what you did before you told me. She said, did you repent? Talk to God about it. She said, because I forgive you, ask God to forgive you and ask God to make a way. I said that to say, once you ask God to forgive you and ask God to lead and guide you, you ask God to help you get through this situation. You ask God to help make a way that you can get through, that you can touch the next generation or you can help bring somebody else around. Because, see, you may not have the attention of the next generation, but somebody in the family may. They may have the the ability to get a hold to somebody in the next generation where you can't pull somebody in. Somebody else may can pull them in. And if you can pull them in, don't you be running around here bragging, oh, I did that. No, you didn't do that. God touched their heart that they heard you and they received you, and that's how that was done. I have a cousin, and I remember at one point I said I wasn't going to the family reunion. I wasn't going to do this. See, I'm telling you about what I know, not what I heard. And I was just, I threw my hands up. I was through. But this one cousin, she called me out. She called me on the phone. She sent some texts. And she began to tell me some things. She shared some things about what me and my sisters and my mom and my family, we meant to her. She didn't know my brother Billy. She didn't know much of my other, the older sisters uh, because of our age difference. But she said, um, we would like for you to come to the family reunion. And I told her, because you asked me. Because I knew she didn't have nothing to prove and uh, nothing that was causing her to say she was going to brag about it. But because she loved me, and I know she loved me and my sister, I can't. And I'm saying that because when my nieces, my great nieces asked me to help them get to know our family. I finally heard them. They didn't say it to me one time. They've been saying it to me for some years now. And I would just say, okay, okay, okay. But I finally heard them because, see, this time when they asked, they made sure we had eye contact. And when I saw the desire and the love in their eyes, you know, the word says, eyes are mirror to our soul. And I saw the want. And I saw the need. I said, you know what? Let me try to do something. I've been putting it together, um, calling. I talked to a couple of family members that I'm depending on to talk to other family members to let them see. You know, I told them, 
let's have a meeting. I don't want to be the one where you planned this, but then no, I want everybody's input that want to give it input. Those that don't, okay, then uh, we're going to try it again next year. Hopefully God will make it happen. Because one thing I know, my my mom's side of the family, the Seabury Sinclair Brown side, they do a family reunion every year. The uh, Kaiser Quarter Sanders part, they do it. I, I can't remember the last time we had a family reunion since the early 90s. Uh, I know y'all heard me there. But with my father's sisters and brothers being gone, except, see, with my father's side, we had a double blessing. We had a double extended family. My grandmother and grandfather, named was Dora and London um, Kaiser, I'm sorry. When they divorced, he had a, he got remarried and she got remarried. He remarried Sarah. She, he had, uh, it still remained Kaiser, so he had a double Kaiser. A Dora Kaiser set of kids and a Sarah Kaiser set of kids. But my grandmother had married Alonzo Corder. She had a Kaiser set of kids and a Corder side set of kids. And... All the Kaiser kids are gone. Mm. My grandmother Dora was a maiden name was a was Sanders. My uh, my grandfather Lonzo have children uh, with my grandmother Dora. There's two left. That's Wardeen which nickname is Boojack, <laughs> my Aunt Boojack, I love that name, and my Aunt Bay. They're the California kids, and they have kids that have kids. So that's why I said we're going into another generation. But we as people have to learn how to let things go. Whatever secrets was back then, We'll never find the truth out they dead and gone. At least I think they are. Most of them are. So I can't hold on to what somebody else did. And I'm not trying to raise my child, and we shouldn't try to raise our children under somebody else's, um, how, how, how can I put it, somebody else's situation. I, I can't live down my dad's. I can't do that, I won't do it, and I won't even allow anybody to apply that to my life. So basically what I'm saying on tonight, if you have an inheritance and you go to the Lord or you go to the leaders of the family, tell the leaders, if they don't say it to you, tell them to go and be seeked, come to go and ask God about how to approach this thing because I've asked God to help me get the elders together and that I could, that, I, that I've talked to. Uh, the couple of them that i talked to told me that they are willing to work with me to help get it together. If we could just get everybody together to, hopefully we could cater to them. And everybody could just come in and sit down and talk and get to know each other and come up with ways that we can uh, do a greet and meet. You know, uh, we put colors in a bag or numbers in a bag, and two people grab the same number, and they get to greet and meet each other, and then so on. And two people grab the same color out the bag that nobody can see or envelopes, whatever. It's a way to let the next generation know. Because, see, when I speak with my auntie Aunt Catherine and my auntie Wardine and uh, my aunt Bay, uh, she she has Alzheimer's, and, and sometimes we get to talk with her to 
hear things of the past, they could tell me stuff I never would have thought of. I only read about or heard about. They could tell me stuff that happened 80, 90 years ago. Could you imagine being that old with that kind of knowledge? Like with me, my son only knows how to operate a rotary phone because I taught him. He would never see what I saw. Remember we used to have, some people had the pay phone on the corner as their home phone. Yeah, look here. Woo, how how far we have came. Do you know that we could tell people about uh, things that they would never have known? I don't know my mom told me once about when she was younger, when she first came to Chicago, Madison Pulaski used to be a toll booth. You, when you, in order to get to that area, you had to have a permit to work over there, a person of color. It, it's things we don't even understand and know about. And, and see, when you pass information down like that, your kids won't be out of the loop. They, they, don't, they won't know this stuff is, this ain't old. Like my mom used to tell us when we were kids, when we saw the bell bottoms and the elephant legs and the uh, fishnet stockings, the stockings with the seams at the back, we thought that was fascinating. She said, oh, baby, that's old. That's been around. But we, we thought it was new. And now we're looking at it's coming back around. Now they, they want to call it, well, when I was coming up, they called it bootlegs and uh, stuff like that. But my mom don't call it elephant legs. Some of us call it elephant legs, too. But the fishnet stockings, the stockings with the designs on it, the uh, body suits that stockings, that's not old. I mean, that's not new. It's old. But the new way is, it used to be wore under your garments. Now they wear it as a garment. Don't blame me. Blame the seamstress. So when we see this stuff, it's not new. These lace fronts and silk fronts, wigs, they ain't new. They used to only be used in theater. These eyelashes, they ain't new. They used to only begin be used in theater. They they was used with as they were called dramatic makeup. So a lot of the things we're doing now, we think is new. If you look back in the history book, the blonde wigs, the gray wigs, the red wigs, even the purple or blue, this stuff ain't new. It's just being brought back around. The Word of God said there's nothing new under the sun. Believe that. Know that. Again, people, let's get back to our family ties. Families that pray together stay together. If you have family members in your family that's asking to be brought together so they get to know their family and you know you are part of the senior or the older lineage, try to make it happen. Stop saying, yeah, 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 yeah. I hate when a waiter or a waitress, somebody say that to me. And I had to stop saying it to my cousins, my nieces, nephews, great nieces, nephews. I want to say to you all, I'm sorry. Because they had been telling me. But I hadn't been listening. They had been telling me, but I hadn't heard. They had been telling me, but I finally saw saw the desire in their eyes, heard it in their voice, and knew it was coming from the heart. Love draws us together. Love keeps us. Now, what are we going to do with it? Let's try to make sure we remember, because I don't think some of us remember. Let's try to make sure we don't forget, because I think a lot of us forgot. Let's try to make sure some of us think about it, because I don't even think we thought about it. Let's try to see the importance of a bloodline, the importance of family lineage. Let's try. So with that being said, I'm going to pause, and I'm going to say, is there anyone on blog talk that would like to make a comment or have something to say on tonight? The lines are open. Go ahead. 
Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Just want to say, just thank you for reminding us how important family is and how it's important for us, the elders, to tell them the story. Uh, like the Tyler Perry movie called Family Union and those things of that sort, where they have Tiffany Tyson and the elders um, sharing things, even though they have other people in it doing crazy things. It's important that we share uh, the immaterials and um, the various people in our family because some people don't know the loyalty and the royalty and the commitment that has always been um, that of the sea berries and things of that sort. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Apostle Elect. Is there anyone else that would like to make a comment on tonight? Okay. I was trying to find the letter today about uh, our family reunion for the Seaberries for our 60-second family reunion to show you all how um, we are notified. We have said normally take it this year in Chicago. Last year it was in Ohio at uh, this island called Pudding Bay. I remember as a child, when we used to go to our family reunions, how um, they were cookouts. But no matter what they were, cookouts, it ended with church. Mm. That's our lineage. It was God brought us together. It's a promise kept. That's what the motto was last year, a promise kept. It was uh, where we would get together and even though we know that we wasn't born saved, we know that we wasn't living a saved life, but we know that God had brought us to salvation because of the prayers of the righteous, because of the prayers of our ancestors, because of the prayers of our parents, we were able to live that life. And now we're living the life, hopefully we all are, but for those that's not we're still living the life before our children to let them know that God has brought us thus far. And I thank God for our lineage. I thank God for how he has blessed our family. I thank God for how he has kept us. We would, you know, we're taught to teach the next generation about the fear of God the love of God, the respect of God, his house, his word, and his way. I thank God for that. And see, once we get over trying it our way, we'll go back trying it God's way. When we get over trying to tell you what I think, what I see, what I believe, we'll go back to what we were raised on. Because one thing I do know, the word of God, it's true. When I look back over my life, and I think about how my mom would pray over us, in front of us, not only let us see her prayer, but when we wasn't in the room, when she wasn't in the room with us, we can hear her praying. Yes. We can hear her singing, praising God, giving God the praise. When my mother cooked it, Everybody that tastes the food will be like, oh, my God, this food is delicious. Because when my mother cooked, she sung. She praised God. Her food was anointed. It was blessed. I would say when she made her cornbread, she was mixing up and stirring up some um, power of God. She was mixing up and stirring up the anointing of God. She was mixing up and stirring up the love of God. So when we ate it, we were blessed. When she was frying her chicken or her liver or whatever it was she was cooking or baking, she did it with a praise coming out of her mouth. I thank God that my mom did that. When we went out and ordered food, my mom prayed over the food. She blessed the food. Everything she did, she did it with acknowledging God first. 
I, I, I can't even explain it, but I want to say this. God is God, and there's nothing we can do about it. We either going to include him at the beginning or try to include him in the middle, but he's definitely going to be there in the end. So I'm just saying to you all, let's learn how to love our family. Let's learn how to take our inheritance, and let's learn how to apply it to our family, to our bloodline. So I, I know this is not the last time God is going to have me speak on this, because, see, when you pray, yes, we're in a season of prayer. If no other time we needed prayer, we need it now. If you don't know nothing about praying, you better pray for you and your family. You better pray that God not only make a way, but keep a way to keep you safe because the enemy is out here seeking back and forth who he may destroy. I want you all to know that God is still God every day, all day. God ain't sleepy, he ain't on vacation, and God is always here and available. Just I hope you reach him in time. So with that being said, thank you all for tuning in on tonight. Come back next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 Eastern Standard Time. If you're looking at this live or in the, uh, if you're hearing it live on Blog Talk or in the replay, uh, please share it. Please tell somebody about the Lord. Please let somebody know that Jesus is still willing, still able, and he's still on the throne. We will see you next Friday. If you would appreciate this ministry, please start it off the week off with us on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with our very own Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. She will be bringing forth the word with Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron. Let's talk. Come back Monday night. This Monday coming up is Pastor Servant Troy Thomas night, p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to hear what the man of God has to say to us. Know that we love you with the love of the Lord. There's nothing you can do about it. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So, again, I pray that you all heard something on the night. I pray that you all receive what was said on tonight. I pray that you keep God first in your life. I pray that you repent and ask God to help you, help your family, help you, help yourself, help you bless your own house. I pray these things. I pray that you get peace in your rest on tonight. I pray that you are healed. I pray for Minister Margot that God continue to heal her body, her space, is only occupied by who God has sent in it. I ask you all to keep her because we know that God has a plan for Minister Margot. I ask you all to keep Minister I mean Pastor Troy in your prayers, that Pastor Troy Thomas is continually healed and on the um how can I say it? That God is keeping him on the wheel to do God's will. Keep Smile 3E Ministries in your prayers. Pray for Prophet Antoine Thomas. Pray that God continue to cover him on the road as he's driving to and fro, keeping him safe. And when he has to make the stops, keeping him safe. Pray for Dr. Serena Wright, that God keep her safe and blessed. Pray for Minister Ron and... um, Montgomery, pray to God, keep them on assignment as they travel and prayer, spread his word. Pray to God, cover and keep apostles like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser as he, she's traveling and doing what God has told her to do in this season of her life, of transitioning from employment to retirement. Ask God to bless her in every way. And when he says it's time, I please keep Elder um, Lauren Seabury in your prayers keep him covered and keep everything on his heart on the altar and that he stay on the altar bless him and his wife I ask you all to 
keep Pastor Linda handy in your prayers. Uh, her, she has a prayer line. It is 605-313-4818. Phone number again is 605-313-4818. Access code is 641-147. Access code is 641-147. Sister Carmen also has a prayer line. 605-313-4284. The phone number again is 605-313-4284. The access code to that is 528-2607. Access code 528-2607. Please keep my family and myself in your prayers that God will do what he has said he's going to do. And know this, my yes is for real. Good night, everybody. We love you with the love of the Lord. Nothing you can do about it. Good night.